If you want to secure your retirement on your own terms, you need to go beyond conventional financial strategies. Stick around. We'll introduce you to new perspectives for enhanced wealth creation and protection. Now, on to our podcast, Beyond Conventional, with Joe Beyondolilo. Hello and welcome to episode number eight. Today, Joe and I are going to talk about myth number six of the five universally accepted financial myths. You don't need life insurance in retirement. Joe, are you ready to dive into this today? Matt, let's rock and roll. This is a good one. Joe, the thing that I hear the most from financial services professionals all over the country is my clients don't need insurance because they're self-insured. Help us break that down. Well, you know, when it comes to the world of financial strategies, one rule of thumb that we like to kind of follow as a culture within our organization is the word need doesn't even exist because you don't need the beautiful home that you live in. You could have something much smaller. You don't need a computer. You could use a telephone. You don't need many of the things that we use in life. You don't need a cell phone there. I mean, the, the list goes on. We can talk about needs all day long. It's about wants. And while they might be correct as to where the client may not need insurance in retirement, when they understand it, they want it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the difference. Well, unpack that. Let, let's talk about that, that. When they learn about it, that will allow them to understand the, the power of life insurance as a great part of your plan. Help us with that. Well, let's, let's think about it like this, Matt. If one makes the decision to forego insurance, then it's, a, this, then it's a conversation or a thought that one could actually believe that they might actually need insurance. That's the reason why that thought process began in the first place. Okay. Is that, is that a, a, yeah, a yeah, fair totally. assessment? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So just thinking about this psychologically for a second, once the decision then gets made for an individual or a corporation to not purchase insurance, their decision ultimately is to self-insure. Fair enough? Fair enough. So once somebody's self-insuring, what we first need to do is understand what insurance actually is, which is that the fact that you're taking risk and transferring that risk along a group of large numbers so you don't have to absorb that risk. And specifically with the purpose of this conversation today that we're sharing, Matt, that risk is twofold. It's number one, the risk of death, which I don't know if we can call that a risk, I, I think we more commonly can call that a certainty. <laughs> yes. I don't okay. think I'd put death in the risk category yet. Okay. Okay. So 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 we can call that a certainty. Mm-hmm. And the other risk is something that has gained a lot of traction in the financial services arena as far as language is concerned, and that's called longevity risk, which mm-hmm. as we would define it for the purpose of this conversation is defined as the risk of you outliving your money. Mm-hmm because of not knowing how long you're going to live. Mm -hmm. Once we understand those two components, now we can begin to have the conversation of what permanent insurance could potentially do for somebody by owning it in retirement. I like that. I like how, I like your perspective on that, that, that longevity risk really is the major risk that we're, that we're most concerned about because generally when people realize that death is inevitable, and, and when they pass, they, they don't have concerns anymore. The people who are left have concerns, which is where I want to take this now, if you don't mind. Let's switch gears here, which is, to me, self-insured comes across as a very selfish statement. Do you agree with that, or am I off? 
you're you're probably asking the wrong person because <laughs> I I absolutely believe, but but actually it's the opposite, right? So common because remember a lot of the things we speak about are beyond conventional, mm-hmm, the beyond mm-hmm. conventional way of thinking. It's actually quite the opposite. While one might begin to believe that self-insuring is is really only thinking about themselves, it's the opposite. If you really thought about yourself, you'd actually have permanent insurance in place. And the reason for that is it allows you to become more selfish. So for those individuals, it's even a better fit for them than they might think. Let me explain. Okay. It could be explained that if you have life insurance equal to an asset, okay, so call it a million bucks in assets and a million bucks in life insurance, and that life insurance is permanent, that becomes a future value certain. In other words, that's a promise to pay at a certain period of time. And again, that certainty is death. Okay? Knowing that that million-dollar certainty is there at a period of time upon a triggered event, which would be considered death, that might give an individual the potential to spend down assets that they have in other buckets in an accelerated manner without the concern of having to preserve them for legacy for their wife to, or husband to continue to maintain an income stream, it allows you the ability to be able to consume those assets in a multitude of different ways from maximizing pensions, other known as pension maximization strategies, mm-hmm. to spend downs of investment, uh, both qualified and non-qualified, spend down of savings accounts, reverse mortgages, all of the things that sometimes make the hair stand up on the back of your neck without properly understanding them could be proper planning tools if – And only if you have a certainty to replace those assets that are spent, which ultimately could give you the ability to consume more money when you're alive. In other words, have more income and potentially, depending on the distribution strategies, have that income, which not only is more, be more tax efficient. In your paper, which we've been going over the six universally accepted financial myths, there are some statistics that you have in the end of the paper which says that 93.6% of life insurance cash values are held by the top 49% of individuals by wealth, and 55% of life insurance cash values are held by the top 10% of wealthy individuals. So the idea that other financial services professionals will say that you know, you're self-insured or you don't need life insurance, well, wealthy people seem to think differently. Again, it goes back to needs and wants. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you speak to wealthy people... They're talking about the type of income that they have. They're talking about how their assets accumulate. Tax efficiency for wealthy people becomes a major component of not only wealth creation but wealth protection. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, they see the value of permanent insurance, of the tax advantages of the buildups of the cash value inside of life insurance policies as a wealth creation and a legacy and a protection vehicle that give them flexibility and control by ultimately owning an asset that's uncorrelated to potential investment markets. Hmm. All right. Let's wrap up this segment and uh, this paper that uh, people can go to your website and download as of right now. Let's go back over those six universally accepted myths, and then uh, let's talk about what we're going to be talking about from here on out. You got it. So the, the six universal myths, just to recap, are myth number one, that you'll be in a lower income tax bracket in retirement. Myth number two, of course, is I love my 401k, and you should too. Myth number three is a 15-year mortgage costs less than a 30-year mortgage. Myth number four 
is to have more protection today that you'll have less cash flow. Myth number five is the miracle of interest compounding. And myth number six, which we just reviewed today in this session, Matt, is you don't need life insurance in retirement. To wrap this all up, you had said the overall goal of this podcast is to beyond conventional, right? Challenge conventional thinking. And that's what we're going to talk about from here on out. We're going to be challenging a lot of things that everybody, all of the listeners hold very, very dear and hold as as, as really true statements. But when you start peeling back the onion, why I'm so happy about being on the podcast with you, Joe, is when you're peeling back that onion, you start showing some of the holes, some of the issues, some of the the things that make those truths really myths. So... Everybody needs to stay tuned to these podcasts. If you haven't subscribed to this podcast yet, make sure that you click the subscribe button below. That way, when we come out with a new podcast, they can be uh, delivered directly to your listening device. Any closing statements and a preview of what we're going to talk about next? You know, I I think this has been interesting to be able to, and we've gotten a lot of positive feedback Mm -hmm. with regard to um, the unconventional way of really just the way people have been taught to think. I think a thing that we should speak about, Matt, and and I think a good tee up for our next potential podcast is almost in line with a lot of the things we spoke about, not specifically, um, but through theory, was the 2017 Economic Sciences Nobel Peace Prize was won by a gentleman by the name of Richard Thaler, T-H-A-L-E-R. Mm-hmm. And um, he won it for his contribution uh, through behavioral economics, which has become a huge Mm-hmm. conversation piece in the world of financial services, financial planning, a life insurance world over the course of the last five to 10 years. And I think it might make sense for us to dig a little bit deeper and put our spin on some of the strategies and thoughts that he has with that Nobel Peace Prize, which is pretty fascinating stuff. I am very, very excited to be able to spend some time with you and pick your brain about that. Uh, he was just featured on a radio show that I listen to on a regular basis uh, and he broke that down, uh, talked about this, some of these Im- amazing behavioral biases and ways that we react to uh, positive things and negative things and gains and losses. Uh, so, yeah, Joe, this is going to be super fun. So stay tuned for that, everybody. And, Joe, thank you very much for your time today. This was episode number eight, the final myth of the universally accepted, six universally accepted financial myths with Joe. Joe, thank you very much. And have a great day. You got it, Matt. Thanks, buddy. Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Contact your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. Pension maximization is a financial strategy that has the potential to increase retirement income by combining the benefits of permanent life insurance with aspects of a defined benefit pension plan, particularly in cases where the pension participant may choose between a life-only benefit and a joint survivor benefit, which pays a benefit for as long as the planned participant or the surviving spouse lives. This podcast is for informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information should be relied upon only when coordinated with individual professional advice. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by PAS, Guardian, or Beyond Financial, and opinions stated are their own. 
Guardian, its subsidiaries, agents, and employees do not provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Consult your tax, legal, or accounting professional regarding your individual situation. By providing this content, the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America and your financial representative are not undertaking to provide advice or make a recommendation for a specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. Joseph Biondalilo is a financial representative of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, Guardian, New York, New York. Beyond Financial is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Guardian. California Insurance License Number 0I32947. Arkansas Insurance License Number 1281376. Submission Number 2023-151752 expires 03-2025.